0: Thank you for tuning a Cop of Comic, I'm Brian or with Comic Ray Tang. Ray Tang, how the hell are you?
1: I'm doing well. You um, are. yeah, super restful Saturday.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I hope so. I hope so. I did, and you're in Chicago there. So, right now it is 3 p.m. And, um, did you just wake up because comedians keep late hours? I'm
1: reminded. <laughs> no actually i uh, woke up at a normal time today uh, those are just so sorry to break your trend
0: uh, I, I love it. it's like i woke up at a normal time like i think uh, there is a time there where i was uh sleeping till like 6 p.m i have no idea why it was but we follow we follow her everywhere ray tang um uh twitter is actually ray tang ray tang 18 and it's ray but also ray tang is <laughs> ray tangerine or would you pronounce that ray Tangerine?
1: No, it's
0: definitely tangerine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray, Ray <laughs> yeah, Tangerine. I appreciate checking in. Yeah, Ray Tangerine on um on Instagram too. And so, real quick, I think this is so funny. Like you've been performing with Stir Friday night in Olympic, and I recognized that. I was like, how the hell do I know that name? But I just had on, I don't know, artistic director, uh responsible, I think, uh, for the longest running AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander show in Chicago, Jonathan Lee Ray.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Lee Ray is the best. He is the artistic director. He runs all of our rehearsals. He runs the team. Um, yeah. I can't say enough nice things about him.
0: <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Cause he was, he was pretty darn cool. So I'd hate to hear that. He was a total prick. <laughs> but, I mean, God, could I, you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, exposing shit. him. <laughs> 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 I'm nodding him as this just awful person. Um, but it sounds like it used to be a pretty robust lineup of just men, a lot of comedians, just tons of comedians. And, and over time, I think he said that it just got smaller and smaller. And so now, I mean, it used to just be, you know, they did everything. They churned out, you know, quality comedy content just in several different ways. I don't know, maybe sketch improv stand up and they just did tons of it. But as yeah. it gotten smaller, I don't know, that just become a little bit more difficult. But it sounds like he's trying to I know, return. I don't know, just return to that comedy content machine that it used to be. Mm-hmm. Has that been your experience where you guys are doing a lot of things right now and building up the ranks?
1: He's definitely, I think, in a rebuilding stage for sure. The pandemic took away, from my understanding, took away a lot. I'm actually a newer member. So um, I actually joined, I think, gosh, it must be uh, like somewhere around October, September, like that time. Um, But yeah, Liray's definitely been working really hard. He's created this new improv form that's been really fun to play with that we've been using for our IO run.
0: A new improv form?
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. How is that possible?
0: I only know of what? The Herald and the blah blah blah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's um it's quite similar to uh, the only thing I can think of is Improv Shakespeare, where we have like a improvised movie format that's been done already. So like a kung fu movie is our um is our style, and then so we're kind of fitting the improv around that. So we have these you know choreographed fight sequences to make sure no one gets injured, mm-hmm. um, and everyone's very much on the same page of like okay, these are the beats we have to hit in order for the story to make some sense.
0: (laughs) Can you you choreograph an improv fight? mm,
1: It's a good question. Um, So a lot of it is pre-choreographed because that would be extremely dangerous if we were going to do intricate stuff, intricate moves without having that planned first. But a lot of it was, um, some of it is improvised. Like we learned some things from our wonderful uh, stage Fighter. I can't remember his name. His name is Kai, but I don't know his last name. You had a stage fighter, like
0: a fighting trainer?
1: Fighting trainer. Sorry. Uh, uh, I actually, well, cool. I don't know the, yeah, yeah. I'm not leadership. So I don't actually know his full title. Uh, but Kai, we worked with Kai to develop the fighting choreography. And he taught us a lot of moves such as like, you know, telegraphing your fist to so, like, basically uh, you raise it just to let the other performer know like, okay, Ray's going to try to whiff this punch or something uh, like that. So that way we have like a spoken, like unspoken communication, but overall, um, yeah, we have these key fight sequences that we play the whole form around.
0: Dude, that's so funny! Like this, these people just like watch out, Chicagoans. Do not pick fights with these people because now these people are hilarious and dangerous. Like Ray Tank can now kick some ass.
1: God, I wish. I'm still ridiculously weak. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, now you start telling,
0: I guess he's teaching you the worst things, like telegraph your punch. It's like, no, don't do that in real life. Like, just do that oh, on gosh. stage.
1: So silly. Yeah. Pay, like <laughs> we, we have to pay at like 90 percent speed because you don't want to go 100. Oh, my God. That'd be a terrible fighter. It's more like <laughs> dancing.
0: Okay. So I, yeah. I'd be
1: pretty useless. Yeah. And so don't. what's another
0: what's another example of this form, though? Because, I mean, that would be this seemed to be the least improved. Imp- improvised, at least improvised uh, Mm
1: -hmm. form
0: just because you have to practice the fighting. And so what's a different example? Have you chosen anything other than Kung Fu movies?
1: So my understanding from Lee Lee Ray is that he's trying to build out this form. So that way we're doing different forms like with Bollywood movies, for example. Uh And so really being able to tackle these Asian American like movies and being able to make them our own and play them within our improv form. I'm looking forward to that. We haven't, we've just started. So we were just able to really break into this Kung Fu format and really play with it at the IO theater. But yeah, that's the dream is the play. I think the other one was K-drama was the other style he okay. was thinking about doing. Yeah, and had
0: you had you seen it before? Like, you know, before you joined it, had you seen it when it was kind of, you know, a content comedy machine or, or was that a while ago?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I've only heard about it because um I was still at, Northwestern so I was still in school when uh before the pandemic so (laughs) after pandemic I graduated and then third Friday night was still kind of rebuilding rebuilding and then we've only really um I know they did a limited run at the second city uh but then this IO was like almost like a rebuilding thing where they were like you know trying to reintroduce new members trying to introduce this completely new form so yeah I have not much exposure to old uh, stir friday
0: night and had you uh experienced some of this stuff at northwestern like i had a sister who went there and mm-hmm. i think she had seen seth myers like seth myers was wow. on a maybe kind of contemporary of hers where she's like oh yeah uh-huh. we always say saw seth myers do comedy that at northwest you know while he was at northwestern did you do comedy while you were up there in Evanston?
1: gosh that's a really good question uh i did as much as i could the in the comedy scene at northwestern was very competitive because really? we had people like Oh, 100%. Because we had people like Stephen Colbert. We had folks like, um, you know, like Seth Myers come through our program. So yeah. it definitely had a very like competitive edge to it. There oh, were a lot it really of attra-
0: attracts some really serious performers.
1: Oh, 100%. And, you oh, okay. know, everyone loves Chicago for the improv scene. And just, uh, I was very lucky to be with a lot of talented people like at my four years, but definitely the program, like the comedy stuff was very competitive. It was hard to make improv teams actually weren't able to make any uh, because they were so competitive. Um, (laughs) We
0: had to go down to Chicago to find any opportunity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to do an open mic,
0: I was getting on the purple line.
1: That's right, we took classes at Annoyance Theater because uh, (laughs) it was difficult. But I was lucky, there was a lot of writing groups. I did a lot of, um, oh gosh, what would I call it? Like I was part of, uh, I wrote for the satire website, um, Sherman Ave, I did work with the um, satire news it's like um kind of like a john oliver style um that one was called the deep end uh -hmm. so there were student organizations that i was able to take part in but i mean real
0: quick like as far as all that stuff you Mm -hmm. know all the stuff that you did with writing groups at northwestern did that prepare you to do ldr a web series
1: yeah i would say so um
0: yeah so tell me tell me about your experience with ldr because you're doing everything in it you wrote are you writing and directing and starring in it
1: uh, I didn't direct it. Uh, okay. I just wrote, start and produced in it. Um, I just
0: wrote, start and produced in it. I love that.
1: Yeah. What, what can I say? I'm kind of a triple threat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tucker Turner is one of the best people. I'm so glad you're having them on the pod. Uh, they are so lovely. I love them so much. Um, they were one of the reasons why I stayed in Chicago actually, because yeah. they helped me realize that there's such community here. Unlike, well, I don't know. I can't speak for other cities. I don't want to roast other cities. I'm from Jersey. I love New York. Um, but there's like a spirit of kinship here, you know? And like, so how um, did you meet Tuxer? I met Tuxer through the annoyance level oh, one class. Yeah, okay. we took a class and I was like, Tux, you play a lot of very feminine characters. <laughs> I was like, tux, I'm also trans. Can we be friends? And basically... <laughs> There was a like, legendary train ride back home uh, from the class where we were just like, oh, let's just be friends forever. And, oh, uh, that's, that's when... wonderful.
0: I can't believe that happens in adulthood. I'm so happy that it does, <laughs> right? Like a friends yeah. forever moment.
1: Like, it was if cute. you're mature,
0: mature enough to have a friends forever moment as an adult, gosh, it that's was fucking yeah. cool.
1: It was very like sixth grade teen girl sleepover kind of vibe, you know? Like... <laughs> Yeah, well,
0: does that kind of, because I I asked what LDR was, because I thought it was, you know, what the kids call later, but you're like, no, long-distance relationship.
1: Long-distance relationships, yeah,
0: 100%. And so that was born of a real real experience. Can you talk about it?
1: Sure. In shorthand, Um,
0: if you need to. Yeah, what what, uh, of the long-distance relationship made its way into your uh, web series?
1: Sure. Uh, I was in a long-distance relationship for maybe two years in college, Uh, so we lasted till. Towards the end of my sophomore year. So it was pretty impressive run, if I say so myself. Um, how long
0: long distance was it?
1: Oh, 12 hours in between. So (laughs) it was Pennsylvania to Illinois. So Yeah. You're like, man, I shouldn't have
0: moved from New Jersey. So like did you guys get did you guys get together before you moved from New Jersey?
1: Oh, 100 percent Yeah, we were we got together in high school. Uh we were together for like two years in high school. And like it was the whole deal like high school sweethearts, like we thought we were gonna be together forever um but then yeah but then i moved into illinois and i don't regret it at all i loved the northwestern you know it's got a lot of problems but it was a wonderful curriculum um and yeah so the thing about long distance relationships i think is like everyone's been in one you know or you know somebody who's been in one like yeah. it's such a ubiquitous experience and everyone knows how painful <laughs> yeah. and like silly kind of is like yeah I was almost, life. yeah, when
0: you said painful, I was thinking, and unnecessarily so, because you think you could probably find somebody closer. And so that's when you right. said silly. Is that what you meant by that? Where
1: you're like, oh, why are we yeah. doing this to ourselves? Oh, my God, 100%. So what really picked up was my friend, one of my closest friends at the time, she was having a this relationship with her boyfriend in Wisconsin, and they would have date nights where they would cook together.
0: Yeah.
1: And for me, I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's
0: cute. And you're like, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, like that's, no, no, babe, I love you, but that's very desperate.
0: (laughs) Uh, Did that (laughs) make its way in there? Did you mind uh, that story for a scene or two or no?
1: Oh gosh, and an early draft, yes, that was like the first episode, but it's since been scrapped just because of uh, budget and timing and, you know, all the boring stuff. But yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Long distance relationships just has always kind of cracked me up. Just, um, I mean, phone sex, God, uh, that was awkward to figure out. Like, Did, did you actually figure it
0: out in real life, or can you say?
1: I struggled.
0: <laughs> you tried it?
1: I tried it. Um, well, that could be funny, right? Yeah, it could yeah. be fun. I mean, it is funny, but that's not yeah. the point. You know what I mean by like, you don't. Yeah. You're not trying to make the other person laugh when you're trying to get them off. Like, It's un-
0: unintentionally hilarious. I get it. Well, that's cool yeah, that you're actually sure. making it into real comedy, though, because I, yeah, I don't know that fun. I've seen an effective comedy scene with I, well have i mean, I've heard a phone i mean i've heard a phone sex joke i thought it was rachel feinstein had a good phone sex kind of bit but i don't think i've seen one mm. in um you know in like tv or, or movies have you
1: maybe i think there might be a scene from broad city somewhere
0: oh um, broad city sure yeah the... well she was always going <laughs> nuts with uh with the uh, vibrator there so <laughs> I mean, she was also like <laughs> i felt like i just had sex with abby <laughs> and I, I just I love that Alana Abby thing. That was just so adorable. Like how Alana wanted to give it to Abby, just kind of,
1: yeah, man, the best.
0: she's in the bed with it. The best. That's she's like, oh, it's Hannibal Burris right there, and it's like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? What's up, Abby? <laughs> oh, that is a great scene. And so, like, did you? I mean, to the extent you're a fan of Broad City, and who and who is oh, it? yeah. You know, kind of mm-hmm. what of that? Uh, was there any of the vibe that made its way into LDR?
1: Oh yeah, that was our comp. So when we pitched the series around um like we were trying to get sponsorships from a rental house we we're trying to get sponsorships from the annoyance theater uh we pitched it as broad city meets normal people so like this really wacky vibrant world but uh for me i like i like comedy that's like grounded in some kind of heart like uh the thing that really gets me a squee bag it's like you don't know whether or not you're gonna cry or laugh i think that's the shit i'm obsessed with you know uh-huh. like yeah like you just don't know and like like i'm playing with your feelings almost like and at a certain point it doesn't matter the line is so blurred between the two you know Like well, yeah so i mean what's a good i don't know that
0: i've ever been on the fine line between crying and laughing what's kind of a mm. main, a mainstream thing that you can mention that has mm. actually done that for you and others
1: yeah so i mean going back to fleabag uh, you
0: know, I just, but i don't
1: think yeah. I, don't, I don't know if i got close to i
0: like fleabag a lot
1: I don't yeah. want, did I get close to crying on it? What about the ending scene?
0: Wait, 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 with and her and the is, priest?
1: Yeah, spoiler alert, but- uh, Well, her yeah, and the priest are
0: when we find out that that chick actually died.
1: Didn't we no, find out that no. the chick
0: died and stepped that step down into traffic?
1: Yes, 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 that's the first season. The second okay. season was that the priest literally right. leaves her. Yes, And uh, then yeah. The, but the I, fox I see policy. crying at
0: that but oh, wait well, so yes yeah, I'll, I'll shut up now but I do remember thinking that that was sad. Dang, right
1: you didn't cry at that scene. But, but,
0: but you're, no, I thought it was sad but you're saying there was also a laugh Was there also oh, a laugh? yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah the fox follows him. There's the whole bit where he's uh, he says he's being haunted by a fox. Oh,
0: is that supposed <laughs> to be coyote? funny? Is that funny or is that just kind of poignant?
1: It was just a great bit. I don't know. All right. All right. But um, no yeah, Fle- Flea makes a good example, right? Didn't the so that chick yeah. died? That was bizarre oh yeah the first the whole first season is about this it's about um this woman overcoming the grief of losing her best friend right after cheating with her or cheating on her sorry cheating on wait oh god how do i phrase this yeah meaning her husband. Uh, she
0: got with the dude that the dead chick was with right That, that chick is, that, with, is yes. that why the dead chick committed, committed suicide by walking in the traffic
1: Oh, I can't remember. It's been a while uh, since I've uh This watched.
0: episode is now a flea bag episode.
1: <laughs> that's <it>. right. Appreciation <laughs> for Phoebe Walber-Bridge. Yeah. Um,
0: has, has she done anything since that's of, of note?
1: She did Killing Eve. Um,
0: oh, is she good in yeah. that?
1: Uh I don't think she was in it. She just show ran for, for season one. Oh, um, oh okay. Yeah. I,
0: I think she'd be good in whatever she's in. I just kind of want her more stuff. Okay. So back to LDR. Sure. So <laughs> as far as like, are you in the long distance relationship and who is the person you cast as your significant other? Is it Yeah. Story? No, uh, right.
1: Tuckster actually plays the like close friend um, for the main character. So uh, the other romantic interest is played by Erica Romero. Uh, her, the character's name is Liv. Um, and the idea is that Emma leaves Liv. So Emma's not the character I play. And the log line is Emma leaves Liv from Minnesota to go to Chicago to pursue comedy. Um, and so a lot of it is about, I think, also just observing that a lot of queer relationships are long distance. Um, why is that? Yeah, I think part of it's just numbers. Like, <laughs> you have you such limited
0: You're a rare fruit, and that's why when you say,
1: "I, I discovered that t- that Tuxford was," and I was like, "Oh, we'll be best friends forever."
0: It's because oh, it's God. also like a rare. It's also like a rarity thing, right? Quality yeah. and rarity. Like, you know, there's tons of quality, but it's all, it's also pretty rare.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely less so now. But like, you know, at least. For older generations, especially, uh it's just like there are fewer than us of us than like straight people and or you know cis people. The yeah. <laughs> so, safe way to say it,
0: is there are fewer of us. Yeah. So I mean, it even seemed yeah, rarer yeah. back
1: in the day. So it's nice that
0: you know people are coming out, living the truth. But uh I think it's yeah, still right. re- re- relatively rare. I mean, I'm so glad that it's very prominent in the mainstream because it's. Yeah. I mean, it's just really like queer people are fucking awesome you know yeah i i try (laughs) i I try to interview as many as as many of them will come on because like you said it's rare right you're like i want them all to come on and like i did this thing where i just had a wonderful roster of people who had been on my show and then Mm. when i did a comedy series i invited everybody and like it was a small well i mean it was a smaller subset of people who ultimately became regulars and they all ended up being like pretty much straight white heterosexual man,
1: you know
0: cis like cis hat white and I was just like well I don't want people to think that this is who I interview like so I felt bad but these were my regulars and they're hilarious too but like I was just like man and that's kind of I keep doing more and more seasons of interviews because in part because I'm trying to recruit more people to you know be the face of this uh this kind of comedy shorts that I do but yeah so I mean it's so it's so great that um but like you said it's rare and so so go ahead so you said a lot of them end up in long-distance relationships because we're treasuring something that's pretty rare
1: yeah I think I think that's what it is like it's just like when you're on tinder um I don't know if, the, if you knew this but it is possible to have no more people in the area to swipe on
0: <laughs> yeah that's pretty rare in and tw- aren't they pretty bad with uh with lgbtqia on, on Tinder. Yes. I think I'm, I'm um, finding on Match it might be a little bit better. Which one? Unmatch.com.
1: Unmatch.com. No, Interesting. You
0: know, you've heard Match.com, right?
1: uh no i've actually never heard of match.com i didn't even know you were so this is kidding. how gen z this is how gen z i am is that i didn't know that dating sites could be with a dot com <laughs> i thought they were always just apps just, well they probably have an app too i almost
0: think match.com could own tinder i don't know uh, meaning like they are like the original Oh my lord i was so Weird. dating myself here when did you graduate from college can i ask her now
1: 2021
0: <laughs> This is wonderful. I'm so I'm so just I'm so blessed to have you on my show. It's like we're from dinner different generations. Yeah, it was launched 27 years ago. All right.
1: Hey, what can it, I say? I'm the you.
0: Um. <laughs> serving over 50 countries in 12 languages. This is match.com. And I'm just trying to see if the match group also oh. owns tinder or not oh my gosh they they make a cajillion a in revenue i've yet to see the revenue number but okay i'll shut mm-hmm. up now okay so ldr so um you know it's okay how, this how has officially episodes-
1: become a this has become a phoebe waller bridge <laughs> and match.com appreciation episode and uh brought to you
0: by i love that brought to you by Fleabag and match um and so how many <laughs> how many kind of episodes do you envision doing how many have you done so far and kind of what of the arc have you covered
1: Yeah, that's a tricky question. Um, I think we did three episodes. Uh, That was, we've been calling it season one, volume one. We did our premiere at the Annoyance Theater on November 6th. Uh, It was really lots of fun. It was pretty terrific. A lot of wonderful people came out. Um, We had like a bunch of other pieces with it. Like we launched a TikTok series, um, like with just like little like vignettes, little, have you seen uh, Hack Into Broad City?
0: no hack it's called hack into broad city
1: yeah so alana and abby did this amazing thing between seasons where they filmed like little snippets of a web chat uh, web chat uh video chat between the between abby and alana Aww. and they're always so hilarious and so we did that for we took inspiration from that and we made our little tiktok series mm-hmm. um we called it ldr zoomies oh. uh, yeah and they were really fun so we we premiered that we premiered the actual main series uh, I also did some street photography. And so we showed that at the premiere. And yeah, it was a really great event. Um, so like a lot like how of many folks episodes do you
0: have coming up and what is covered in the next volume?
1: Yeah, so um, with the first volume, we kind of see Emma entering Chicago, struggling with fitting in with improv, um, kind of trying to find her joy, whatever the hell that means. Um, and the second half, for me at least, is I think we're trying to figure out um that tension that's a, that's being built up and up and up and seeing what exactly how much what is like the uh final point of break you know like you do not how much do you not I...
0: even know yet have you not even written that yet or you just kind of oh like, i do know i like. just oh, okay.
1: i do know i just don't want to state it that's <laughs> cool <about> okay. that.
0: <laughs> and so like is it going to be on your next volume or are you going to string people along for 10 more volumes before you release that tension
1: no, no. I think I think we we set out to write one season, so it'll be done by like the story will end by this next volume, and then if somebody wants to pay me, then hey, maybe we'll do more. Pay uh, hey, Tux and I money. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, yes. I you, guess, <laughs> I, what
0: guess. What I went to Northwestern, but I'm pretty sure that's the smart, the smart math to the smart <laughs> money to bet a bet on me and Tux. Well, I mean, you and Tux deserve all the money. I think.
1: Wow. Cheers. I think so, too.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, that is so especially I mean, so is that kind of, um, you know, where you know, where when can people expect a second volume and are they going to uh, be able to find out what's, you know, kind of w- what to expect next and when to expect it on all your socials?
1: Dang, that's a really good question. Um, so we still are trying to figure out when to release publicly season one, volume one. Because um, yeah, you only like what just
0: premiered it at Annoyance. That was it.
1: Yeah, in person so we're trying to figure out like what streaming platform we wanted to live it on do we want to just put it on YouTube um, so you so to be careful
0: you want to be careful about where it went
1: yeah like because like sometimes also festival like film festivals they don't let you do um they don't unless it's like if it already lives online then they won't let you apply to their festival so yeah. we're just being careful yeah trying to be strategic um yeah had
0: Meggie and Laura on earlier Laura and Meggie, or Maggie and Laura like they're the comedy duo and they and like they were talking about festivals as if like, like it really kind of, I don't know, it paused the release of certain things. And I'm like, that's the last thing you want, right? some fucking festival, right?
1: Yeah, it's annoying, but like festivals are wonderful because they help bring new audiences to it. And I mean, like we, I love my Chicago communities, but like, you know, if you want further reach, it could be good to go do a film festival. So we're not sure that's on pause until the new year. As for volume two, we're currently writing it. Um, but, I mean these things take time like I don't know I don't know when we will film and have it all done maybe like a year maybe two years uh how many people are under. how
0: many people are writing it
1: uh it's just me and Tux right now writing it oh, oh. and uh Erica Romero who's okay. playing the other lead yeah
0: okay and so um, Tux is writing it too huh
1: yeah this is new so I wrote the first three but Tux okay uh we, so we made a little mini writer's room where Tux and Erica and I kind Of just chat
0: about where we want the series to go, yeah. yeah I don't, I, I don't like, yeah, yeah. I just, I just had uh, I think it had Tyler Fowler on, and he has uh, what Team US comedy, and he called himself oh, cool. a com- comedy truffle because there were three people. So, you, you, Cute. you, and you and I talks, and you said Erica yeah you guys are also a comedy trouble just really
1: hey know. just a little threesome us three you know <laughs> just a bunch of little cuties what can i say uh- <laughs> that's so wonderful
0: while well, we follow we follow her everywhere ray tangerine on instagram and there you will find the link to the web series which is ldr web series on instagram but also stir friday night do you have any stir friday, friday night shows coming up
1: oh we just finished our run at the io actually but mm-hmm. um stay tuned on that instagram account which i can't remember the the tag i think it's sir
0: friday night um yeah jonathan lee ray i mean he'll have to i mean in order to be a good uh, oh, yeah. artistic director i think he needs to get on ray tang just get her on stage as much as possible right
1: oh dear lee ray please put me on stage much possible <laughs> <laughs> but then also
0: you got the uh you got the url you got the website that's called uh yeah RayTang.com, but also on twitter you're going to see me retweeting all our funny stuff at uh ray tang 18 ray tang thank you so much for coming on
1: Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun.